Hello, and welcome to From the Archives, Many Voices of Lawrence University and Milwaukee Downer College. This podcast focuses on the life of Emmanuel Gerricher, the professor slash rabbi who built and strengthened communities around Appleton. Ever since its founding, Lawrence University's history has been filled with influential characters, from Amos A. Lawrence, the namesake of the college, to Samuel Plant, who not only rescued the university from extinction, but brought it to a robustness not seen of Lawrence before. But not every important figure in Lawrence's history has been someone who started the university or has a residence hall named after them. Some figures have helped the Lawrence and Appleton community without much long-term recognition, but were greatly admired for their work at the time. Professor Emanuel Gerricher is a shining example of this type of figure. Embodying the American dream, Gerricher came to the United States as a young man in search of greater opportunities and found them at Lawrence. He was a loved member of the community, a successful man in his field, and now an overshadowed part of Appleton history. Gerricher's story begins in Barek, Posen. There, he was born on November 15, 1842, in what was then the German Confederation. He was born to Louis Gerricher and August Kramer, both German Confederation natives. Gerricher's early life was relatively normal, growing up in Lissa with three siblings and his father earning a living as a teacher. His education consisted of schooling at the Lissa Gymnasium, which is comparable to high school in the United States, and he later received a degree in theology at Breslau. He then immigrated to the United States in 1866 and worked in the Northeast and Midwest, serving as a rabbi for various congregations, including Michigan's first Jewish congregation, Temple Beth El, from 1871 to 1873, as well as congregation Emmanuel Bene Jeshurun in Milwaukee from 1880 to 1892. During this time, he also married his wife Lena Spieldock, who was also from Lissa. Finally, Rabbi Gerricher settled in Appleton at Temple Zion in 1892, and two years later, he began working at Lawrence. Upon arriving at Lawrence, Gerricher solely taught Hebrew, but within a year, his skills were utilized more efficiently, and he started teaching German as well. Hebrew was taught for students planning to work in the ministry, while German was taught as a more general language course. Although Professor Gerricher enjoyed teaching both languages, most of his recognition among the Lawrence community came from his teaching of German. The alumni record of 1857 to 1905 reports that, quote, no department of the university has exhibited greater progress in the last decade than that of German in the years during which Professor Gerricher has been connected with the institution. Beginning with five students who recited three hours a week, the department has grown steadily and rapidly, until at present, there are over 100 students in college classes in German." End quote. Due to the growth of his department, his classes had grown so large that he had to split them into multiple sections, which he taught alongside Miss Eddy, who taught French, German, and eventually Spanish. Professor Gerricher's success in teaching has been attributed to a variety of factors, but one common thread from all of his praises is that of his personality. It was said that he had the, quote, unusual ability to impart learning, and he loved to teach. How his eyes would light up in talking about this and that bright student who had special aptitude in German, end quote. 
His popularity among the student body was enormous, with some students keeping photos of him, featuring his very prominent lamb chops, which can be seen on the poster where you found the QR code for this podcast. Garretcher was not only adored by students, but also by other faculty. A notable example of this is a move by President Plants to change the day of the week that staff meetings take place from Friday to Tuesday, in order to avoid conflicting with Garretcher's faith. In a time when anti-Semitism and anti-immigrant sentiment was prevalent in our nation, this gesture shouldn't be taken lightly, as it showcases the university's willingness to support those who are part of their community. As mentioned earlier, Garretcher's influence wasn't only on Lawrence, but on the Appleton community as a whole. Before his arrival at Temple Zion, there had been two previous rabbis. First, Rabbi Weiss, who was well known for being the father of Houdini, and then later Rabbi Solomon. Rabbi Garretcher was understood as a man of solid faith, with author Edna Ferber claiming in her novel that he found, quote, Moses a greater leader than Roosevelt, and the miracle of the burning bush more wonderful than the marvels of 20th century wizardry and technology, end quote. Similar to his status at Lawrence, after his death, it was written that, quote, he loved the people in his church, and they loved him. He was their life, end quote. He stayed with Temple Zion until 1920, and it's clear that he had a profound impact upon those in his congregation. One possible cause for his acclaim within Temple Zion was his musical compositions. He was known for transposing and composing music for the choir of Temple Zion, as well as conducting the choir himself. His music was appreciated by many both in and outside of the congregation, with some calling his compositions exceptionally beautiful. Despite all the good he brought to the world, Gertrude's life was filled with emotional pain. During his marriage with Lena, they had eight children. Of these eight, three died in infancy, and the other five passed away during their childhoods. Lena Gertrude never completely recovered from the pain of losing their children. In 1918, five years after Emmanuel retired from Lawrence with emeritus status, Lena passed away and was buried in Zion Cemetery, only a few miles from Lawrence's campus. Having no nearby direct family to live with, Gertrude moved to New York to live out his final days with his nephew. He passed away October 13, 1926, and his body was laid to rest next to his wife's in Zion Cemetery. As he had no family living in Appleton, the funeral services were provided by the Waverly Lodge of Masons, of which Garretcher was a member. Ever since his arrival in Appleton, Garretcher was an integral part of the communities he interacted with. His kind heart, devotion to religion, and love of teaching helped to bring people together to learn and to worship. Gertrude served as a pillar of the community, and we could all help build and strengthen our communities by following in his footsteps. Gertrude's legacy does not lie within monuments or scholarships, but instead within the connections he created, how those connections have gone on to influence us today, and how they will continue to influence us and others in the years to come. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Dix and Gretchen Ravi from the Archives and Library, as well as Andrew McSorley, Arno Damaro, and David Burke for helping with recording, and thank you to Lawrence University for providing access to the library and archives. The music for this podcast was found on the Wisconsin Public Television website. The music includes Exhale, Day to Day, Happy Rhythm, and Not Forgotten by Sounds Abound, Al Glazel Lachayim by Doris Elliott Weiss, and Flat Calm by James Cobb. <laughs>